And now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the podcast you've all been waiting for, Legacy Story with Adam Solomini. Thank you, thank you. Welcome back to another episode of Legacy Story. I'm your host, Adam Solomini, ready to hit you with another fantabulous episode. Ultimately, this podcast is meant to rekindle your own legacy story memories and ignite a desire to create more. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode where I surprised my friends by letting them know that I had this very podcast. I asked them four questions. They had no idea that this was coming. They were caught off guard. But I thought the 50th episode was hilarious. I mean, we uncovered the legend of the Asquatch. What more could you ask for? Is it just me, or did it seem like November just raced through like a big blur? I guess that happens every year now, because in my family, within two weeks, we have two little munchkin birthday parties, and uh, my birthday is coming up on the 2nd. Speaking of that, and my friends, uh, my friend Anin, every once in a while, will break out his famous birthday song that he'll leave as a voicemail if he can't get a hold of us for our birthdays. I know for a fact that he does this with Amy as much as possible. Every once in a while, it's everybody else, but I actually have it. We're going to play it. We're going to play it for you right now. Go, go, shorty. Go, shorty. It's your birthday. We're going to drink Bacardi like it's your birthday. And we don't give a crap if it is your birthday. (laughs) What can I say? It makes our day. All right, let's get back on track. Today's episode, because we're in the middle of the holiday season, and it's going by in a blur, isn't it? Wouldn't you agree? I want to, once again, I seem to do this like three times a year, want to talk about New Year's resolutions. That's right. So previously, I suggested doing a mid-year resolution, checking what you have done for your New Year's resolution. If you followed through with the promises that you made yourself, doubling down if you have, or being reinvigorated in your resolve to actually do what you promised yourself in your original New Year's resolution if you hadn't done it. I also, at the very beginning of the year, discussed New Year's resolutions because I typically don't do it on New Year's. Sometimes I'll do it early, and in the episode that we had at the beginning of the year, sometimes I'll do it later. When I do it later, I take the month of January, I figure out exactly what I want to do for my New Year's resolutions, and then I attack it. However, sometimes it is a good idea to start early. And I like to call it Now Year's Resolution. And it's something that you want to start a month early. Start with small little goals and work your way up to a more sufficient New Year's Resolution. An example, how many of you that have the habit already of going to the gym hate going after new year's because of the influx of people with their new year's resolutions and it's packed and you're not used to it there's all these people but you know eventually it's going to die down well my example for a now year's resolution is on december 1st tell yourself if my new year's resolution is going to be to work out more to exercise more Well, then maybe I want to start small in December so I can hit the ground running when the new year is upon us. 
maybe working out once a week for the first week, two times the second week, three times the third week, and four times the fourth week. Start small, work your way up. We've talked about this many times before. Compound action, right? Small things leading to bigger and bigger and bigger things. Before we dive deeper into the concept of now year's resolution, let's talk some stats and facts about New Year's resolutions. In years past, about 50% of people say doing more exercise or improving my fitness is a resolution. About 48% of New Year's resolutions has to do with losing weight. 44% has to do with saving more money. 39% has to do with improving one's diet. 21% pursuing a career ambition. 18% spending more time with family. 14% taking up a new hobby. 13% spending less time on social media. 10% giving up smoking. 10% decorating or renovating a part of a house. And 10% volunteering or doing more charity work. There have been many studies on New Year's resolutions and whether or not people keep them. And there's some interesting statistics that come out of those studies. Of those who make a New Year's resolution, after one week, 75% are still successful in keeping it. After two weeks, the number drops to 71%. After a month, the number drops again to 64%. After six months, 46% of people who make a resolution are still successful in keeping it. Great job. Be honest. Did you, did you think that it was going to be worse? I did. Now, if we were to go to the very end of the year, after 12 months, only 9% of people feel that they have been successful in keeping their New Year's resolutions. The reason for failure? In a 2014 study... 35% of participants who failed their New Year's resolution said they had unrealistic goals. 33% of participants who failed didn't keep track of their progress. And 23% completely forgot about their resolutions. About 1 in 10 people who failed said they made too many resolutions. Let's talk about some generational statistics. About 53% of baby boomers want to lose weight, but they place less importance on saving money compared to the younger generations. Gen Z is four times more concerned with finding love than any other age group. Gen Z also wants to dress better and improve their style the most. Are baggy jeans and flannel shirts not stylish? Hmm. Millennials on the West Coast are most concerned with getting a work promotion or raise and out of the generations that were surveyed millennials are the most confident in keeping all of their resolutions 39 percent so let's talk about why people fail to continue with their new year's resolutions after making them well your mindset needs to change before your behavior can change people who typically fail at their new year's resolutions don't have a system or structure for accountability while some people can hold themselves accountable on their own, it's very difficult to do. Another reason is similar to imposter syndrome. Saying to yourself, why am I doing this? I can't do this. I am not going to finish it. I am not going to be able to finish it. So you're feeling that there's a flaw within yourself that will stop you from completing your goal. Another reason why people fail to follow through with their New Year's resolution is motivation. There is no bigger motivation than figuring out the deeper why 
as to why you want to have a particular New Year's resolution, or two or three or four. We're not talking about the service why, we're talking about levels deep, like three, four, five, six levels deep of why you want to actually have this as your New Year's resolution. The why is the motivator. Then you have to figure out what is in the way of believing that you are truly worthy of it, that you actually deserve it, and you will be able to handle other people's reactions when you finally achieve what you want to achieve. Before you achieve, you have to believe. There's actually a research uh, study that was conducted by Strava using over 800 million user logged activities in 2019 to predict the day that most people are likely to give up on their new year's resolution and uh they called it quitter's day <laughs> and uh quitter's day is january 19th don't don't be a quitter you better check yourself on january 18th make sure that you're still motivated and you still have belief that you can accomplish the goals that you want to accomplish put that in your calendar let's make january 18th the I am not a quitter day, shall we? All right, so let's break down this a little bit further. Let's talk about resolutions. Resolutions are simply goals, right? So after figuring out the deep why, the deep why, the reason that you want to accomplish this goal, you'll want to start with specific micro goals. Goal setting and resolutions are typically more of a marathon than a sprint. You don't want to get overwhelmed and make a resolution like I'm going to work out five days a week because once you hit that week where you're only working out once or zero times, you're probably going to give up. Start with a micro goal. I am going to work out for 10 minutes in my living room sometime tomorrow and put it in your calendar. Put it in your calendar for early in the morning. Then you'll do it and you'll feel good. And you'll say, you know what? Maybe I'm going to work out again later on this evening. Then you could double that time. Then you can double that time. But you'll want to turn your resolution into a specific, measurable goal. It's easy to say that I'm going to lose weight. All right. Well, I mean, if you lose one pound, would you consider that an accomplishment of your goal if it happens over a year or a month? But if you ask yourself, how can I make this a more specific and measurable goal? You can say, I'm going to lose 10 pounds in 30 days. You set a time, you set the measure, and you figure out exactly how you're going to get there. Remember, we are setting resolutions or goals for the right reason. That's why we figure out our why. You want to make goals that have deep importance to you rather than things that are expected of you or what someone else wants or what you hear somebody else say and you think it's a good idea. For instance, if I wanted to be in better shape, well, that's pretty high on the list of what people are saying for their New Year's resolution, right? So am I doing it because everybody else is saying I'm going to get in shape, so uh, might as well jump on that bandwagon? Or am I looking at that deep why, right? What's the why? What's the right reason to make this a goal so I can be healthier? Okay, why do you want to be healthier? So I can feel better and have more energy. Okay, well, why do you want to feel better and have more energy? Because I'm not getting younger and I don't want health problems down the line. Okay, well, why don't you want health problems down the line? Well, it's going to be expensive, but that's not the real reason. I, I want to be around as long as possible to watch my kids grow and have fun with them and play with them. Be able to run beside their bike while they're learning how to ride a bike for the first time. Especially if it's going down the hill. Okay, side note. Uh, how I learned how to ride a bike is uh, 
I was on the bike, standing at the top of a hill in the backyard. We had a pretty big backyard. My cousins were there, my brother was there, and my brother decided to uh, push me down the hill. And it was either learn how to ride your bike or slam into the fence. I learned how to ride the bike and uh, was able to turn so I didn't run into the fence and went right back up the hill and kept going in circles. Everybody was happy because I was the last one in that group to learn how to ride a bike. I paid them back later by giving them all chicken pox. But I digress. So you see how I'm getting to the deeper why, really. It's I want to be healthy because I want to be around as long as possible to watch my children grow and experience all of the things that they are going to experience in life with them. I don't want them changing my diapers 20 years from now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, although that would be funny, changing way too many diapers right now. Okay, let's keep it moving. You'll definitely want to document your progress. You know, you want to celebrate the little wins, and it would also be a great idea to journal your progress as you move along. Writing down your successes and challenges on a regular basis helps you stay focused on keeping your resolutions. And imagine how great it would feel once you accomplish your goal or you've made your resolution a habit where you don't even have to think about it if you were to go back to that journal. Read it. Be inspired and say to yourself, well, if I could do that, what else can I do? That's right, compound action. You also need to be able to forgive yourself if you do not follow through on any given day. There are going to be bad days. There are going to be off days. There are going to be days where you simply do not feel like doing something. Forgive yourself, but tell yourself that you're going to make up for it. I would say another key to accomplishing your goal is to embrace the buddy system. Find somebody that you know that maybe is close by that wants to accomplish the same goal that you feel will follow through with accomplishing the goal. If there isn't anybody that is near you that may want to share in your resolution because they have similar goals, then maybe ask somebody to be your accountability buddy. And if I don't say so myself, uh, coaches are really good at this. Personal coaches, I think I know one. If you have financial goals that you want to accomplish, like getting rid of debt, a financial coach is a great accountability partner. It could be just a friend, but you have to make sure that they are actually going to be an accountability partner and not just a rah-rah check in every once in a while and say, oh, that's great, in the middle of a conversation talking about it for a few minutes because that's really not an accountability partner. It's somebody that actively checks in on you, talks to you about the progress, talks to you about the challenges, and you want to make sure that you're actually honest with that person. Sometimes when you are trying to have a friend as an accountability partner or even a family member, you don't want to let them down or you want to give the impression that you're following through with what you had promised yourself. So pick the right accountability partner and coaches are always a great way to go. I actually have an accountability program as part of my coaching. If you're interested in it, reach out to me. For coaching, you could reach out to me via email at adam at infinancer.com. Or you could go to the website, infinancer.com, and just select Schedule a Free Session or Book Now. And we can have a quick discussion about what that would look like. Another fun thing that you could do is reward yourself for hitting micro goals on your way to the larger goal. When you're setting these resolutions, you don't just want to throw out, oh, I want to lose weight. You want to have those specific micro goals. You want to have it laid out ahead of time. You want to think it through. If you can, think through almost the entire year of what you're going to be doing to achieve this goal. And maybe create a reward system for when you are achieving the micro goals. 
I'd say one last thing that you'd want to consider is your budget, right? We keep talking about losing weight because that's the easiest one. It's usually one of the top things in many different forms, losing weight, eating healthier, exercising more, any of those things. You want to consider your budget because if the gym membership you want to get is $150 a month and you don't have to get into a contract and down the road you're looking at $150 a month and you're saying, man, I really don't want to spend that $150 a month. Well, you are starting to set yourself back because eventually you are going to stop going because you don't want to pay for it. Or an emergency comes up and you can't pay for it because you just had to spend $500 on tires and that was most of what was in your savings and now you can't afford to pay the gym and on a personal note if uh, you have tons of debt you're living check to check and you don't have an emergency fund set up and you're thinking about going into a gym membership uh you might want to figure out a way to work out in your neighborhood in your house that is less expensive and knock it out that way don't create more bills in order to fulfill a resolution But that's just me. I'm just saying, get rid of your debt. Increase your income. Biggest way to wealth, according to the largest study of millionaires, is to harness the full potential of your income. And that means not paying banks or credit card companies or furniture companies money every month. You should be paying yourself every month. Maybe that's a goal that you'd like to set. Becoming debt-free. It's a great goal. It is something that will help you build wealth, generational wealth. Generational wealth means building a legacy, right? What's the name of this podcast? It is Legacy Story. That's right. Create some legacy stories with these New Year's resolutions, with these goals. It's bound to happen. So on that note, I challenge you, start a now year's resolution. Don't wait for the New Year's resolution. Think deeply about what you want, what goals you really want to accomplish that has substantial meaning to you. Take time to figure out the exact path to accomplish that goal as a resolution And then start your micro goals right now in December. Warm yourself up. You know how fighters, they don't just, you know, walk into the arena, uh, put their boxing gloves on and just walk right up and start fighting. They get warmed up, right? They got to build a sweat, healthy sweat. That's why you see them bouncing around in their dressing room, hitting the gloves, and sometimes with a hoodie on. They're getting warmed up. Let's get warmed up for those resolutions, right? Let's do some now year's resolutions. I believe in you. You can do it. Well, that's all for today's episode of Legacy Story. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Plus, don't forget to follow me on social media at Your Legacy Story, except for Twitter, which is The Legacy Story. You can also follow me at Infinancer. And as I mentioned a little bit earlier, if you're interested in changing your trajectory or maybe having an accountability buddy, you can book that free discovery session with me at infinancer.com. I-N-F-I-N-A-N-C-E-R.com. Until next time, ciao.